how's your day so far? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was taking a sip of my drink. I should do that too. <laughs> um, my day has been good so far. How about you? Warm and muggy and gross, but better than cold. And snowy and rainy. I yeah. Mean, you so. can never win with me unless it's fall time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Fall time in Michigan is the bestest. Yeah, but summer's my favorite. Oh, good. Let me tell you about some other place that's hot and muggy. <laughs> good, good segue. Thanks. I practiced. You led me right into that. I did. Like little breadcrumbs like you knew, there. You knew I'd go, summer's my favorite. Summer's my favorite. Hot and muggy. We'll get there, but it doesn't start off that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about a piece of jewelry. Ooh, is it haunted? Yeah. Well. <gasps> is it a horcrux? It's a cursed object. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm so excited. You're excited? Okay, so this is the curse of the Delhi Sapphire. Ooh. Have you ever heard of it? No. I hadn't either, which is weird because this is amazing. Is it like the Hope Diamond? I don't know what the Hope Diamond is. The Hope Diamond. Well, don't tell me. Maybe that could be an episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Okay. Check. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I won't give it a goog, so. Okay. Let me tell you about the Delhi Sapphire. Okay, I'm ready. Is it Delhi, like, New Delhi? Mm-hmm. Okay. India. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure it wasn't, like, Sandwich Delhi. <laughs> the cursed the sandwich. Delhi Sapphire. Aw. It's a delicious and evil <laughs> object. What is the cursed Delhi Sapphire? So it's a gem, obviously, but it's actually an amethyst. The time they thought it was a sapphire... Now we know that it's an amethyst. Ooh, I want it. That's my birthstone. It's oh, a maybe pretty st- you well, don't want this don't one. Want you it. definitely do not. It causes horrible sadness and depression. Oh, well, I've already got that. So it causes money check. loss. Don't have any money, so check. Family loss. Okay, no. And suicide. Okay, no. Yeah. So out. You're out. Are I'm, you sure? I'm out. I was there for the first <laughs> two because I, I can't get worse than where I'm at, but not the last two. Yeah. It gets pretty intense. The story is really fun. But not fun. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. It, it's it's a whirlwind. Okay. I I'm literally, ready. literally fell down the rabbit hole of like looking for cursed objects. And I didn't want to do like your traditional cursed doll or right. cursed. Or the, um, you know. The Dybbuk box. Ugh. I love that thing. You love the Dybbuk box? I love the Dybbuk box. I love the stories about it. I guess if you're going to like put that energy out into the world, you'd want the Dybbuk box to think that you like it. Because if you don't like it, it's going to haunt yeah. your ass. I mean, I'm never going to go to it, but yeah. yeah. That's fair. Anyway. Anyways, so this was one object that I found on a list of like spooky things. I think it was like a, a paranormal website and I, they briefly mentioned it and it wasn't even its own story. It was briefly mentioned and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Sign me up. Let's check it out. I went to like six different websites to find this thing. <laughs> it was hard. It's hard to find anything about it. Yeah. But Some I, of the things you find are, like, so interesting, but you just can't find anything about it. Yeah. It took me to, I went to a historian website. Ooh. And that's how I found out most of this information. Who and where. Okay. Tell so, me. So, I'm going to tell you about our main man. His name is Edward Heron Allen. I'm going to say Heron. Heron, like the bird. Yeah. Edward okay. Heron Allen. Hyphenated. So, he was an expert on the art of... Seduction. <laughs> Close enough, because it would seduce me palmistry. Oh, okay. And chiromancy or chiromancy. I haven't figured out which. Is it C-H-I-R? Probably chiromancy. Yeah. He read the palms and analyzed the handwritings of luminaries of his period. He was a writer, a scientist, and a Persian scholar. Ooh. Kieran Allen also wrote about archaeology, Buddhist philosophy, the cultivation, gourmet appreciation, and 
of culture of asparagus as well. I'm not done. <laughs> I saw your face. I'm not done. You had me with culture of asparagus. Okay, continue. As well as a number of novels and short stories of science fiction and horror under his pseudonym, Christopher Blair. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, it is, right? And it's not even Blair like how you think it's B-L-A-Y-R-E. Ooh, ah, fancy. Even fancy. So here in Allen was also noted for his fiction writing, especially his stories, which were early examples of horror and fantasy. So the time period, I know I haven't touched on it yet, but I'm going to talk about the gem first. The beautiful gem had been stolen from the Temple of Indra in Kanpur. Do you know where Kanpur is? It's in, um, like, the Middle East somewhere, like India area. It's in the deepest parts of India, like yeah. crazy jungle India um, at the time. Now it's a little bit more modernized, I guess. Hmm. So it was stolen during one of the many uprisings against the British. British soldiers were known to loot and ravage ancient and sacred sites, which... Sounds about right. Yep. Thank you for that, white people. My ancestors. I feel like we should mention that we're white. <laughs> Very white. <laughs> According to Ancestry.com, just I all white. don't claim <laughs> to be want any of that yes yeah, i don't want part of it but i'll accept it not a colonizer no colonizer. i don't know if that's even a word but you know it what is I mean. thank you okay uh, black panther okay right then they say that in black panther colonizer something like that yeah that's what they called bilbo <laughs> that's what black panther called bilbo baggins in the thing anyways i digress this particular temple was dedicated to the Hindu god of war and thunderstorms, Indra. So probably not where you want to go looting. So he's like Indian Thor. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. Dope. Mm. Well, maybe. Don't steal from him, though. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. The Delhi purple sapphire was brought to England in 1857. The person who stole the stone in 1857... Or before, it was probably while he was in India, um, was a man named Ferris. He brought the stone to England. Um, soon after he did this, though, both him and his son suffered great losses of wealth and well-being. Many family members became ill. I'm assuming that loss of wealth and well-being could be associated with him not making any money because he was a wounded soldier. But he, anyways, he blamed, he blamed it on the stone. And okay. his, son, his son blamed it on the stone. His son was the one who brought it up and was like, hey, that thing you brought back, heck, heck cursed. This is actually starting to sound a little familiar. Is it? Okay. Yeah, but I didn't, I don't know. I just, maybe it's just deja vu. <gasps> well, I had deja vu the other day, 100%. And it lasted like two minutes. And I'm like, is it going to stop? Right. Ugh. Really weird. And I remember as a kid thinking like, that's not my life. Because I was with the chickens. And I thought I would uh -huh. never get chickens. It was really weird. Anyways. Our listeners are going to be like, chickens, what is she talking what about? Is she? I'm cutting it all out. <laughs> um, Just the whole episode. The whole episode. Not again. <laughs> okay, so. He knew that the stone was the cause after he lent the stone to a friend who, unfortunately, days later, inexplicably committed suicide. <gasps> right. So he wanted to get rid of this thing. His son wanted yeah. to get rid of this thing. Everybody in his life wanted to get rid of it. And it was just a stone at that point, mind you. But it was like a spoil of war. Mm. So in 1890, Edward Heeran Allen, our main man, took possession of the purple sapphire from Ferris's son. Heeran Allen was a famous and respected scholar at the time. And he didn't take such nonsense as cursed objects. Of course not. No, who would? He was, he was a learned man. Mm -hmm. uh, plot twist. <laughs> He soon discovered that the stone didn't care if you didn't believe in its power. As the trend went, he too lost the majority of his fortune 
illness followed his friends and family like a deadly cloak. Okay, I want to know what happens if the stone goes to a poor person. (laughs) Oh, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe. Yeah, maybe just bank. So I'm I'm back in for taking it. (laughs) You're ready? Yeah. Okay, maybe. On the the off chance. Wait till the end of the story. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay, Okay, so he took it and then he lost his fortune. Right, and his friends and family all became ill. Um, Some of them died mysterious circumstances, so on and so forth. In an effort to neutralize the power of the curse, here and Alan had it bound with a silver ring fashioned as a double-headed snake. Oh, come on. Which is just dope. Just ask, yeah, but you're just like asking for it. He's just making it more cursed. Oh, hold on, Buttercup. (laughs) He also attached two amethyst scarab beetles and inscribed the ring with the symbols of the zodiac oh my god i feel like he's just making it more cursed it seems like you're right <laughs> it looks beautiful this place is cursed this ring is cursed <sighs> like in the mummy that's me right now <laughs> that was the mummy impression yeah but not of the mummy it okay. was of a different guy who said everything was cursed all the time was it benny no it wasn't oh, benny i love benny yeah i same. hated benny and i loved benny yeah same okay anyway you're on the wrong side of the river <laughs> okay it's fine so pretty much yeah just think of that it's super cursed right and so he thought that putting it in this dope ass double-headed snake silver ring and then putting scarab beetles and then inscribing it with like this zodiac that it would somehow neutralize the powers. Boy doesn't know what he's talking about. So it sort of worked. Okay. In the years that followed the stone was quiet. The only hint that it was cursed was the apparition of a Hindu yogi that haunted here in Allen. Oh, is that the only hint? The only one. So that's inconsequential. Who cares? The yogi appeared in the study of the family home searching desperately for the sapphire. Oh man. So I was like I heard the word yogi before and in my brain I was pretty sure it was a person who did yoga. Yeah. And I was right. <laughs> okay, I was going to say that's what I thought. I was like looking through, I'm like, is have I been just wholly mistaken these last several years thinking yogi was like maybe like some ghostly apparition or like maybe some like vengeful god and I thought it was somebody doing yoga? No. From everywhere, that every dictionary, every website, everything that I can look up, a Hindu yogi is a person who does yoga. So I don't know what here like in a, Alan... Like a yoga master? See, in his mm-hmm. writings, he wrote about it as this ghostly figure. A, a person who was uh, obviously Hindu was... Uh, crying and moaning and searching for this piece of jewelry and then would vanish in thin air. Okay. But not doing yoga. <laughs> not doing downward dog searching for What would you for... do if you walked into your room and there was just a ghost doing yoga? <laughs> I'd be like, yo, teach me because I'm fat as fuck. Like, <laughs> God, show me one more time. How do you do that? Right. Or if it was like a really good looking guy. Ooh, guy I would not say anything. I'd just be very quiet. I'd be like, oh, why don't you do that downward dog again? Oh no, don't haunt me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Your face is so red. My face is always red whenever we talk about stuff. Ghosts? <laughs> yeah. Yoga ghosts? Ghosts make me blush. <laughs> I'm very pale, okay? Maybe you are the yoga ghost. <laughs> Without the yoga. Right. I'm just a ghost. Aside from this ghostly apparition, he thought the curse was dead. And in 1902, 1902, Kieran Allen reluctantly agreed to lend the Delhi Sapphire to a friend. The friend was immediately beset by a series of unlucky events. 
Uh-oh. He returned the gem to Hear and Allen, who almost immediately began to suffer misfortunes again. Uh-oh. Naturally, he was both afraid and angry. The gem did this in a fit of rage. I know, I wrote that with an exclamation. I like it. The gem did this. In a fit of rage, he claimed to have thrown the stone into the regent's canal. The canal, however, was dragged, and the stone found its way to a local jeweler. The jeweler immediately recognized the stone as the one he had mounted on a ring for here and Allen. It just so happened to go to the same mm-hmm. jeweler? Believing that he was performing a kindness, he returned the ring. Oh my god! Oh, poor here and Allen. He probably oh. shit his pants. Yeah. Like, Can knock you just on the imagine? door. I hope the guy returned it in, like, a really creepy way, too. Like, just, like, set it on his doorstep. <laughs> like, oh, it's so late at night, I don't yeah. want to disturb him. Let me just ding-dong ditch and leave the <laughs> yeah. stone here like it walked up on its own. That would be amazing. I would literally I'm just picturing that in my, in my mind now. In 1902? Yeah. Oh, that'd be terrifying. It'd be terrifying now. Yeah. Yeah. Months go by once more as the ring remained quiet. When a friend asked to borrow the jewel, here and Alan once again lent it out. Now I have in my bullets. I put one bullet down. You're a dummy. <laughs> it obviously wants to stay with you. Stop lending it out. This time, the unfortunate recipient was a professional singer who never sang again after wearing the cursed gem. Oh my god! I know that's that like poor person. Super tragic. Yeah, in my ni- whole livelihood. Yeah, and to have something that you you're so not to mention a passion. About. Yeah, God. Oh, if I could never sing again, I'd be so sad. I think everybody around me would be really happy if I never sing again. No, you sing good. <laughs> There's some other people I can think of that if they just never sing again, it'd be good. Yeah. Oh, me too. Some of them are on, like, the top ten charts, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So just give them this ring. Yes. As a gift. Give it to Ariana Grande. Oh, I like I her. actually like her. Oh, okay, wait. Aria, if you're listening. <laughs> she was just the first name that came to mind, but I actually do like Ariana Grande. I was thinking of Biebs. Oh, yeah. Jay Biebs. Yeah, I'd be cool if he never sang yeah. again. Sorry, Jay Biebs, you spit at kids. You can't be friends. Yeah, you're just kind of a douche nozzle. Yeah. We know he's not listening. Yeah, he's too cool. But Ari. Ari, girl, call me. We BFFs. <laughs> Oh show my me God. how to show our me. three listeners are gonna be like, God, they're so annoying. Caitlin and, they and know us. and Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be like, ugh, why am I listening to this? I'm gonna delete that whole thing. At, at least Aurora thinks our jokes are funny. Aurora thinks we're hilarious. I know. I can... All you said was later alligator. <laughs> she goes, Mom, your jokes are funny. <laughs> I have high expectations for my kids. If they don't compliment me at least three times a day, then no bedtime snacks. <laughs> we should have elevator music, but for our drink breaks. We're back. I like that. Thank you. I'm going to keep that. I just made it up <laughs> off the top of my head. It's going to be in the show forever, and I'm going to use it for every drink break. Okay. I, I love it. Good. You're a pro. I don't know where I'm at now. Um, he lent it to his friend, even though we know that his friend wants it back, oh, and then yeah. the friend couldn't sing anymore, and that's how we went off on that tangent. So, in 1904, he decided to use his own magic, because he went from being a scientist, an alerted man, to a magic man. Ooh. Exactly. So he locked the purple sapphire in a box. The box was filled with magic sigils and protective talismans. Okay, that sounds marginally better than putting the zodiac sign and snakes on it. Then he entombed the box with seven other boxes. 
Ooh. And put it in the safe of his bank, locked away tight, not to be opened until after his death. Oh my god, it's like the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> it is literally the Sorcerer's Stone, right? Yeah. It's the cursed object. Except for bringing life, it brings death. Yeah. Ooh, it's the opposite. Yeah. Okay. The scientist stone. <laughs> I like it. In 1944, Heron and Allen unfortunately died. Despite Wait, what year? 1944. Oh, he was old. He was very old. Okay. Yeah. Despite insisting that the box containing the Delhi Sapphire could not be opened for 33 years after his death, Kieran Allen's daughter... <sighs> no. No. Oh, no. She's smart. Okay. Kieran Allen's daughter wisely disposed of it as quickly as she could and sent it to the Natural History Museum. So okay. she lived Good her girl. whole life hearing about the stone, being afflicted. Her mother died, and he'd, he'd remarried later, but, like, his whole family history revolved around the curse of this stone, right? Okay. So it stayed in the Natural History Museum until 1972, languishing in a drawer until the curator, Peter Tandy, uncovered the sapphire and the strange letter enclosed. Peter! Peter, ya boy. He does exactly what you think he's going to do. Okay, listen. (laughs) He does exactly what you don't want to do as a curator of a museum. Okay, tell me. Lay it on me. So first... I'm going to read the note that Kieran Allen left for the curator or for anybody to open the box. I love a good mysterious note. It's a good mysterious note. However, it's long. So if our listeners want to fast forward, they can. But they shouldn't. But they shouldn't. All three of you, especially you, Ari. I'm going to do my best to read this as sophisticated as I can, because I assume Heron Allen was a very sophisticated man. I feel like you should do a British accent. I'm not. No. Mm, Oh. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> okay. I, I can do a good southern accent. I don't know. I'm gonna do no <laughs> That's not gonna accent. sound no. sophisticated. Okay. No. Read it to me. Okay. To whomsoever shall be the future possessor of this amethyst, these lines are addressed in mourning before he or she shall assume the responsibility of owning it. This stone is terribly accursed and is stained with blood and the dishonor of every one who has ever owned it. It was looted from the treasure of the temple of the god Indra at Kampur during the Indian Mutiny in 1855, and brought to this country by Colonel Ferris of the Bengal Cavalry. From the day he possessed it, from the day he possessed it, he was unfortunate. He lost both health and money. His son, who had it after his death, suffered the most persistent ill fortune till I accepted the stone from him in 1890. He had given it once to a friend, but the friend shortly afterwards committed suicide and left it back to him by will. From the moment I had it, Misfortunes attacked me until I had it bound round with a double-headed snake that had been a finger ring of Hayden the Astrologer, looped with the zodiacal plates and neutralized between Hayden's magic tau and two amethyst scarab of Queen Hattasu's period. Brought from Thebes, it remained thus quietly until 1902, though not only I, but my wife, Professor Ross, W.H. Ryder, Mrs. Haddon, frequently saw in my library the Hindu yogi who haunts the stone trying to get it back. He sits on his heels in the corner of the room, digging in the floor with his hands, as if searching for it. In 1902, under protest, I gave it to a friend, who was thereupon overwhelmed with every possible disaster. On my return from Egypt in 1903, I found she had returned it to me, and after another great misfortune had fallen on me, I threw it into the Regent's Canal. Three months afterward, it was brought back to me 
by Warder Street Dealer, who had bought it from a dredger. Then I gave it to a friend who was a singer. At her earnest wish, the next time she tried to sing, her voice was dead, and she has never sung again. I feel that it is exerting a baleful influence over my newborn daughter, so I am now packing it in seven boxes and depositing it into my bankers, with directions that it is not to see the light again until I have been dead thirty-three years. Whoever shall open it shall first read this warning, and then do so as he pleases with the jewel. My advice to him or her is to cast it into the sea. I am forbidden by the Rosicrucian oath to do this, or I would have done it long ago. Signed, Edward Heeran Allen, October 1904. Dang. After its discovery, the stone, to this day, still causes illness and chaos, even to those who come to visit it as one of the museum's main attractions. I wonder if they've tried, um, you know, greeting it, like how you have to do with certain dolls. Whose names I won't say because they're scary. Yeah, I'm not. Even, we're never doing an episode on I'm dolls. never doing a doll. No. Okay. Good. Never, ever. I'll deal with a jewel. Yeah, no. But a thing fine. that has a face? We can't no, don't be not, Definitely not a doll. No. Yeah, that's... Isn't that not crazy? So this author wrote an insane amount of books on a wide variety of things. And like my favorite was like his love of asparagus. <laughs> and then he went right to science fiction. <laughs> Like, the culture of asparagus and then science fiction and horror and fantasy. Now, some people claim that the stone and the story of the stone was all this big plot that he had created because he did later write about the stone. Ooh, that would be a fun conspiracy. It would be. Except for, like, a lot of everything that he claims factually that you can prove has happened. So, like, that battle and the looting of that temple happened. The dredging of the river happened. The jeweler claimed that he had set the stones in the thing. So it's like, it's weird because he could easily, as a writer, take those timelines and weave in a supernatural yeah. story. Or, if you want to believe any of it, you could just believe that it's an actually haunted jewel. I'm going to choose to believe it's a haunted jewel. Good. Because I got goosebumps when I was reading his letter the first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, that only usually happens when uh, something spooky's afoot. Yeah, I don't know why. I just really like the idea of Cursed Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's dumb for lending it out so often. Yeah. But if you think that it's, like, neutralized, right? Like, if, you, if you're like, well, it's there's only this ghostly dude. He's like the Zach Baggins of the 1800s. Oh, my <laughs> God. I didn't want to connect it. But then you said the Divic box, and I was like, oh, poor Zachy B. Like, yeah. Well, because that's, when you said that the curator found it, I was like, oh, is it going to be in the Zach Baggins Museum now? <laughs> if. Because he has that kind of stuff. If he finds out about this jewel, he will fly himself oh, to the Natural I'm History sure. Museum. Yeah. <laughs> this jewel, I'm told, is cursed. super cursed. Yeah. I'm going to touch it. Yeah. I'm going to bring it into my house. I'm into my museum. Into my museum with all the other super cursed objects. Yeah. Oh, Zacky boy. Oh, I love it. So that was my story. What did you think? I really liked it. That one was really fun. I hope everybody liked it, too. It was just one of those weird pieces of jewelry I, and I history. I want to see it. Like the actual jewelry? Yeah, I want to see it. I'll have to go to Britain. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> Don't have to twist my arm <laughs> for that one. I saw a thing on Groupon, and it was like $7.99 for London, Paris, da 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 I like, saw that, too. I I almost sent it to you because it was from Detroit. Was it from Detroit? There, it might not have been that one, but there was one from Detroit. Oh my for god! For like a thousand dollars. If you find it again, just 
link it to me. Because Mitch said I can go this year. I think the only reason I didn't was because it was, like, in the winter. Oh. Nobody wants to go to London in the winter. Sorry, London. Yeah, it's cold. And wet. That might be the only time we're able to go, though. Because that's when it's affordable. Yeah, but I'm also told it's not as bad as Michigan winters. I don't think London is, but I think, like, Ireland and Scotland yeah. are very cold. I can imagine cold. Yeah. But they also don't get snow like we do. No, but it's really cold. Yeah. I can handle cold without snow. I hate both. Well, I dislike them, yeah, but I can handle one more than the other. (laughs) If it's just snow, it's fucking awful. (sighs) But do you see how I tied it in from the beginning? Yeah. It was like hot and humid. Because India. I know. That was my only tie-in. The jungle. I see. I like it. I've got mom jokes. That was good. I love your mom jokes. (laughs) That sounds like I was saying your mom. I love your mom jokes. (laughs) Which I do. My mom has good jokes. (laughs) <laughs> They're mostly just making fun of my dad, though. A plus mom. I meant, like, yo mama jokes. Oh. oh. Like, your mom. See, I still didn't get it. <laughs> I was I was not there with you. 